Journey Through Lent with the Holy Fathers. I'm Dave Orsborn here at the St. Gabriel Studio. And joining me again this morning is Sister Anna Chiara, the uh, vocation directress for the Franciscan Disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. By phone from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Sister. Good morning, Dave. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Today we're going to reflect on a homily delivered by our Holy Father, Pope Francis, in 2013. But before we go there, sister, can you start us in prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for um, this holy season. We thank you for all of the ways that you emptied yourself and you poured yourself out for love of us. Lord, we ask that we would see you and take you as our supreme model that we would imitate your life, and that we would live by your spirit, and that we would be brought home by your grace to the Father one day. And Lord, I ask that you would just send your Holy Spirit to be upon all of the listeners today, upon myself and Dave. Lord, I just ask that um, you would give us listening hearts, that we would know that you are here with us and that you care for us, and that you have a message for each person listening. Lord, I bless their hearts, and I bless the message that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. Thank you, Dave. So today, Tuesday of Holy Week, a homily from Pope Francis from uh, 2013. Jesus was like a commodity. He was sold. He was sold at that moment and also very frequently sold in the market of history, in the market of life, in the market of our lives. When we opt for 30 pieces of silver, we set Jesus aside. When we visit an acquaintance and the conversation turns into gossip, into backstabbing, the person at the center of our babbling becomes a commodity. I do not know why, but there is some arcane pleasure in scandal mongering. We begin with kind words, but then it becomes the gossip and we begin to tear the other person to pieces. And it is then that we must remember that every time we behave like this, we're doing what Judas did. When he went to the chief priests to sell Jesus, his heart was closed. He had no understanding, no love, and no friendship. We think of and ask for forgiveness because what we do to the other, to our friend, we do to Jesus because Jesus is in that friend. That's from Pope Francis, a homily delivered in 2013. Wow, what stood out for you, sister? The call to conversion, really. The call to holiness. The call to examine our own hearts, our own actions, and to see if they conform 
to the life of Jesus or if they conform more like Judas to his life. Um, what I love about Pope Francis is that of all the popes, in my lifetime at least, he has challenged me to conversion, personal holiness more than all the others. Mm-hmm. I remember when um, he, fir- he first put out the encyclical uh, Laudato Si, and I remember thinking in my heart, like, ecology? Really? Like, this is your first <laughs> work? I know he, he did a little work um, on the other encyclical that Pope Benedict had begun, but this was his first kind of full encyclical. And I remember this, like, movement in my heart, and I think I saw it from other people, too, this kind of annoyance, like, there are, there are bigger things in the world to think about. You know, why don't you talk about this sin or that sin? We all agree, and we love to talk about other people's sins. But this one, just, it just, it's just a little too close to home, and it makes me a little uncomfortable. And Pope Francis has been doing that ever since. He's been making me so uncomfortable <laughs> and not allowing me to be complacent. And I think it's for a good reason. I, I don't remember which saint said it, but I remember hearing that more people go from mortal sin to converting to a good Christian life than do good Christian people move from that place to holiness, to sanctity. And I think that the message of Pope Francis is we need saints. We need people to be like Jesus. That's the only thing. Yes, I I will talk about the big sin. Yes, I will point this out. But it's not going to change them. We need saints in the world. And until we become saints, why would the world look at us and be attracted to mediocrity? Why would the world look at us and say, we have the same sins, but ours are more socially acceptable and maybe to a lesser degree? Pope Francis is not settling for that. He's calling us to greatness. And I think when he gives us this occasion to look at those sins and call them out for what they really are, not just the small sin of gossip or the small sin of this or that that we sometimes excuse them to be, but he's calling it for what it is. And he's saying, we are making people a commodity that we can benefit from putting other people down. And when we do that, to these people, then we do it to Jesus because Jesus is living in each one of them. And so I'm grateful. I really am grateful for um, the call to holiness that Pope Francis gives to all of us, um, gives to me. And I pray for the grace to respond to that and that I won't just dismiss the little things that, that seem so easy, the little sins that seem so easy to commit, but that I would truly um, examine my heart in the light of the Holy Spirit and say, I don't want to be like Judas. I don't want to be uh, having a closed heart with no understanding, no love, and no friendship. That's a horrible life. But I want to be like Jesus who called Judas friend even in the very end. Um, Jesus offering love, opening his heart even to his enemies, even to the very end. That's who I want to be like. And I feel like that is what Pope Francis is offering to us in this reflection. I like how Pope Francis pointed out also, we can begin with the kind words, but somewhere in there we make that that decision then to go to 
uh, into gossip, into, as he calls it, scandal mongering. Right. You know, I think, I think you, you point out something very important because we do begin with kind words because I think we are good. I think God made us good and we want to be good. And the enemy is just prowling around like a roaring lion, just waiting for someone to devour, Scripture says. But he does it so subtly, just planting in one person there, just a little seed. Yes, it is, it is good. That person is good. But don't you want to seem a little better? Or does that make you feel bad that you're not good? And this little doubt, this little seed of superiority or, or jealousy, something enters in. And we try to take control of the situation. But I do believe that we are good and that we want good. Um, I, remember, I remember being in a situation one time where gossip just started to happen. And one person just very calmly said she didn't run, you know, she didn't accuse anybody. She didn't make herself sound like better. She just said, oh, this is none of my business. And so she just simply walked away. And everybody else stopped. It was this very humble witness of somebody who just didn't want to participate. And so they left the scene. And I think it, it spoke volumes to everybody else there. And I think it speaks volumes of the virtues and the gifts that we need in the Christian life. What comes to mind specifically is the gift of fortitude that courage to do what is right in the moment and this person showed that gift of fortitude and it called out the goodness of every single person in that in that circle Mm. they wanted to be good and it gave them all the courage to be good i remember similarly um my own dad he in his in his older years he decided to go to the community college to take an art class just to spend some of his time and one of the assignments was to draw something immodest. So he had to, they said, go look online and go find something so that we can draw this, and that's the class assignment. And my dad very quietly went to the teacher, and he said, I don't, I don't want to do that. Do you think you can give me an alternate assignment? And the teacher was very nice, and he said, yes, you could do this instead of that. And one by one, every single person in his class said, can I also have a different assignment. I don't want to do that either. And just one act of fortitude, one act of goodness inspired the entire classroom. So I'm glad that you pointed out. We start out kind, and we do want to stay there, but sometimes we need help. We need help from, from our Christian brothers and sisters. We need help from the Spirit of God, and it's always available to us. Amen. So let's make that our takeaway today, too to stay, stay with kindness and, and, and to look for those opportunities to remain or, or, or to be kind. It's that's straightforward, right? Amen. All right, friends, thanks for being with us for a journey through Lent with the Holy Fathers, Dave Orsborn. I've been joined again this Tuesday of Holy Week by Sister Anna Chiara, the vocation directress for the Franciscan Disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Thank you, sister.